Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so we're going to do something different uh, for this episode. Uh, we're going to do a recap of Season 3 before we get into Season 4 of Scourge of the Sword Coast. The players always like a recap after we haven't played for a while. And I thought, you know, it might be nice uh, for you guys as well. Uh, you know, because a lot happened in Season 3. It was pretty jam-packed. Uh, so we just sat down with some cocktails and we uh, went through the season and talked about it. And uh, then I cut it down and because, uh, you know, we talked for like three hours. And then I even added some clips in uh, from the episodes here and there uh, for, you know, certain moments that we were talking about. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy it and I hope it gets you excited about season four, which is going to start in a couple weeks. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time on Roll Radio Season 4. All right, so you guys ready to talk about Season 3? Let's talk about Season 3. Season 3 was exciting. We met a lot of bad guys. Yeah, you did. And that's how season two ended uh, with you guys uh, capturing the evil red wizard, Thegar Grin. Thegar Grin. Yeah. And season three started with you guys heading back to Daggerford and getting attacked by a werewolf and a pack of wolves. Because mm. uh, if you remember, Phylon Lodge had a, you know, a history with werewolves. Didn't somebody get bit? Yeah. Yeah. Cullen got bit. Colin got and you bit. guys are you're still waiting for the next full moon uh, to see if anything happens. Well, you don't automatically you know, know if somebody's going to become a weird. They don't automatically become a werewolf. They had to roll. Had to make a roll. Yeah, especially if they're in denial, like Colin is. Oh, what? What? <laughs> what? I didn't get bit by a werewolf. What? What? <laughs> what? I didn't get bit by a werewolf. Oh. Can we also discuss the elephant in the room, please? There's an elephant in this room? Yes, and it's in the shape of a werewolf. What are you talking about, Esmeralda? I'm talking about you, Buster. What about me? Didn't you get bit by a werewolf? Yeah. And then I, where did he get bit? I, like, pulled down his pants. Like, look. <laughs> clearly. Leave me pants alone. Fight mark. I thought he wore a kilt. I, would, I definitely do. <laughs> and you know what they say about That's what your problem is. Guilts. It's easier to bite, get bit by a werewolf when you're wearing a dress? I don't know what you're talking about. What they say about kilts is you only need one pair of skivvies. No, they say, what's worn under a kilt? And the answer is, nothing, it's all good as new. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I remember rolling it, the Constitution save. I remember the result, and I remember Mark whispering something to me. That you guys were not privy to, which you could assume. So I'm not. That I don't remember. That I don't remember doing. I remember it. I remember right. it. And you, because I wanted to know what the result was, and you told me. Well, I'm the DM, so well, I could change whatever result I want. Oh boy. <laughs> oh. That is, boy. as you say, prerogative. But I'm just saying, I'm not saying what you I'm said. The DM. I'm just saying I believe 
I remember what you said. And what was that? Oh, I'm not going to tell you what it, the result was. Oh, so uh, you're sitting here. You're just like alluding to secrets between you and Mark. And you're, and yeah. uh, well, okay. <laughs> I see how this goes. I think all the listeners think that Mark's like this really nice guy who's a great deal. <laughs> I'm not sure how they would have gotten that impression. He howls with laughter whenever we die. But I think they're going to see a different side of him now. I'm the DM. I'll just kill you all. (laughs) Yeah. Now they see the real. (laughs) And and Cullen wasn't the only one having bad luck. Uh, If you remember, Jake was also having some issues. He was having nightmares. He wasn't getting a full night's rest. And he was starting to get exhausted. And you guys were beginning to... Uh, speculate that uh, maybe it was something he got from Filand Lodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys also uh, did some interrogating of the Red Wizard, and Esmir used a potion of mind reading that she got from uh, the Lodge. Yeah, but not before getting a little Jack Bauer with uh, Thagar right. Grin. Right, right. <laughs> was yeah, that's kind of, of the, uh, the roots of Esmir's uh, <laughs> as- aspiring to be super intimidating. <laughs> that was the beginning the beginnings of the it beginning yeah. power but that's Sam. the thing is that you do well you spread the fear by like um inflating him putting him on a string floating him like a balloon marching into town just like the, you know showing all these people <laughs> what a tiny soul like you are mm-hmm. can do with all of your powers just she's a fun. big soul she's just a short person I'm not short. I'm fully grown. I'm a I'm a I'm a gnome of grown. average height. I don't understand what people don't understand about She's that. Small. She's I know you're you you're of maximum height for your race, which is small. <laughs> okay, so then how does that make me short? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. We've been over this. And during that interrogation, uh, Esmir saw an image of a large room filled with altars and an enormous portal. And you also learned that the Lich Saz-Tam, you know, ruler of Thay, uh, is behind whatever scheme that they're up to. And you also learned that this master you've been hearing about uh, since season one is not Saz-Tam. Yep. Saz-Tam. The Lich is not the master, but he is in charge of the red wizards he is the the red wizards are working for the lich right and then you guys finally arrived in daggerford with your uh floating red wizard balloon that was wonderful (laughs) hey heart cheese hello do you like our balloon (laughs) um it's a bad guy on a string (laughs) isn't that funny (laughs) Is, is he is he dangerous He's a red wizard. You've heard of the red wizards, haven't you? Oh, only in in scary campfire stories. Yeah. Well, we got one at the end of this rope. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And and are they really evil wizards that that use children's blood to tattoo their heads? That's right. And they're also balloons. <laughs> <laughs> And then you handed the Red Wizard over to Lady Morwen, uh, the Duke's sister. And then you met with Sir Istival. And that's when he uh, gave you your next quest. Right. Yes. So Istival quested us with return, with going to Firehand, returning to Jolkin, going to Firehand World, 
And that's where the bulk of the season occurs, is us on the road. Yeah. Yes, but before you headed out, uh, you guys accepted uh, Curran's invitation for a get-together at the Lady Luck Tavern. Yeah. That was a party, guys. That was a party. It was a hero's party. Yeah. Yep, and that's the night you guys got your team name, those guys, thanks to Curran. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Curran. Curran. A little more, and there's the suspicion continues from Esmeralda. Curran, don't trust that guy. Curran. And it was a pretty big party. Almost the whole town uh, was there. So the, the Thankful Stiffs, they were jamming yes. all night. Some Jerry's the band, thankful the stiffs. Thankful Stiffs. Esmir um, had fun when she went up there and was playing the tambourine. She was slapping yeah. it on her ass. <laughs> and uh, you guys played uh, some more threes with Falarian. Yeah, threes. And, uh, Jake grappled. Jake grappled with yet another one of his addictions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pool's game. Pool's game. Jake has many compulsions. Yeah, and while you guys were doing that, uh, Elric hooked up with a calmly lass named Clementine, mm. and he ended up uh, leaving with her and taking her to a hotel room. Elric left with his date and his thing that Jake gave him that was really creepy. Yeah, that was, yeah. Oh, the yeah. sheepskin. Sheepskin. Let's not, let's not. It was from a vending that. machine in the bathroom. <laughs> there are no vending machines. <laughs> That's anachronistic. <laughs> there, there was. I bought it for him. So right before, right before he goes to roll, <laughs> I'm gonna walk up to him, and right between the two of them, because if they're looking in each other's eyes, I'm gonna dangle one of these little snips <laughs> of sheep's intestines between the two, grab his oh. hand and pop it in his hand and closes his fingers around his palm. <laughs> That's not cool, man. <laughs> Real subtle. <Yeah. laughs> oh, that was my point. My point was is that um, I'm not trying to be subtle. That was not a good night. <laughs> that night ended up being a really rough yeah. night. It started off nice. Yeah. It started off real nice. Yeah. And then it ended with a bloodbath. Yeah. In a hotel, in a hotel room. room. In multiple places. Yeah. Things started to go bad when Esmir saw a gnome from her past uh, that had died along with her fiance, you know, years ago. And that started a chase through the tavern and ended with you guys uh, catching him and then interrogating him. Yes. That's right. He was actually some sort of bounty hunter. Yeah. But it, it did leave us or left, it left us with the impression that it's possible that uh, maybe he survived. Which is my guess. What is your, what is your uh, ex's name? Anyway, I, I don't even know if I knew that. Pepper. Pepper. That's right. Pepper may yet live. Yeah, you learn that someone hired this gnome, Cebu, uh, to capture Esmir's fiance alive, but you never found out who or why. Before he could answer any further questions of usefulness, of course, yeah, he poof yeah, through he some sort of smoke mist- grenade and disappeared. He misty stepped, yep. yeah, he misty, he misty stepped, stepped out of there. Yeah, God. Little tricksters. And while that was all going on, uh, Elric's date night turned into an awesome uh, naked knife fight. <laughs> I don't know if I'd describe it as awesome. It was totally awesome. It was so awesome. 
Okay. Okay, that did four points of damage. All right. Good thing you did that second win, man, or you'd be dead right now. Yeah. All right, it's now or never. You gotta take her out. I gotta take her out. Disadvantage, Glaive. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, Hit. 18 hits. Uh, nice. Okay. Roll damage. Nice. There you go. Nice. She's done. Oh, she's dead. Yep. 12 points of damage kills her. All right. Yeah! All right, Eric. Uh, how does it go down? Well, she's been stabbing me left and right, and, and I kind of like fell on one knee for a bit, and I had to like shake my head, and the blood and the sweat droplets come off. She's standing there gloating over me. Then I just take all my strength and go, yeah, and spin her the glaive around once, twice, then whoosh, and I take her head off, just like her brother. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite part is is him negotiating with the concierge. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. So come that on, how much so to make this funny. go away? Yeah. yeah, there's just blood everywhere. Everything mm -hmm. is slashed up. The paintings all mm -hmm. slashed mm -hmm. up and hanging off of the wall. And, that, <laughs> and then uh, that night, uh, before you guys turned in, uh, Jake put all his belongings in a chest at Sir Istvo. Yes, I and did then, uh, to keep him away from me yeah. so I could sleep. Yeah, right. I wanted yeah, him worked. away, and it worked, and I was able to recover yeah. from the exhaustion. But um, yeah, and that uh, convinced you that it was definitely one of the items that you picked up from the lodge. Then led me to believe that I had to get rid of that stuff. Yeah, so then you went to Trader Tools and you sold that uh, octopus-headed figurine to Uncle Frank. Did I detect magic on that? You did, yeah. It glowed. Did. Okay. It did not. It did not, because no. it's cursed. Cursed things don't oh, yeah. glow. Only magic things glow. And then later at uh, Jerry's, uh, Esmir convinced him to give her harp lessons, right? So she could start using the harp shield harp and start uh, multi-classing. And that's also when she bought some glitter to make her glitter bomb. Which is a genius Which idea. was it's great. Yeah, that worked it out was. really well. All of the, your little... Uh... Your your devices, your explosive devices are great. <laughs> I like the ball bearings, the butter trap, all that stuff. I mean, it's just awesome. And it all worked. Well, aren't gnomes supposed to be inventive and mechanically yeah. inclined and coming up with... And also they like practical little... jokes. So they like, they're very yeah. humorous. They like, they're lighthearted and they like humor and they like practical jokes. Oh, Yes. And then you went to Delphins, and there you learned that not all red wizards agree with Saz Tam, and that there are rebels within Thay uh, that are trying to, you know, end his reign. So we also learned that you can't judge all the people of Thay by these bad apples that we see here. Right, exactly. And then you uh, stocked up on potions, and Esmir put in a big order for uh, that secret project that she's working on. Oh, and you also showed him that uh, treasure map of the wizard's tower that you won from uh, Falarian, and you learned that Delpha knew the wizard that used to live there, and that his name was Caraptus. Yeah. His last name was Pants. Caraptus Pants. <laughs> you learned that he was an evil wizard, and that he was Delphin's nemesis, and that Delphin spent most of his life trying to find this wizard and put an end to him, uh, but he never found him. And eventually he gave up and retired here in Daggerford. Yeah. But that's the thing about uh, 
the keep or the tower is that he said he didn't think he would be there because he looked everywhere and he, including the tower, obviously. Yeah. So it was unlikely that we, we thought we would run into him, but unfortunately we got delayed on the road. Yep. And the next day you guys uh, hit the road towards your new quest. Uh, you met Sir Ken and Sir Jeff. Yeah. And uh, you also learned that Kelson Dark Treader was leading the caravan. Hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the next day, the caravan was ambushed by 46 orcs and an ogre. Yeah, that was ugly. We had all of the- Not just the, any ogre. We had all the commoners hiding underneath the carriages and stuff, the caravan, so that they could get some form of protection. Yeah. We had like, what, 10 guards from Jolkin? There was like 11, I think. Mm -hmm. And they were getting picked off um, one after yeah. the next after the next. That was ugly. Yeah. It wasn't even a one for one. We were losing like two to one. Yeah, it was bad. You know. But you had Kelson and you and, had uh, yeah. Sir Ken and Sir Jeff. They were taking yeah. guys out. I guess quickly. what I'm saying is the Jolkenites, despite their glorious valor and effort, were really just uh, arrow sponges. You didn't lose any. You didn't lose any civilians. No, no but I'm it talking the about guards. The, the guards. The guards yeah. were just, yeah, they were uh, not of high it? quality. Tommy. They were yeah. Tommy, Tommy, Billy, Jeff, <laughs> Petey. Nice. All right. Colin takes down two orcs, but there are just so many of them. And you can tell uh, that the soldiers... They're not prepared to fight raging orcs, and they are beginning to panic as they watch their comrades fall one by one. The guys in the rear are tough, definitely crapping their skivvies. Oh, yeah. It's like two to one down there. But despite the odds, they bravely fight on, desperately uh, trying to keep the savage orcs from getting to the civilians. And two of the guards uh, flank an orc and manage to take it down. But there are just too many of the hulking orcs, and the guards are quickly overwhelmed, and five more are brutally cut down. Phil! Oh! <laughs> Jeremy! No! Ah. I'd like to save some of these guards' lives, but I don't think it's going to be possible. It was a huge battle. It took two sessions to get through that battle. Yeah, yeah that was, was a, that was really fun. Was a, uh, I like that Kelson was in the front and he was standing up on top of one of the wagons. Car. Yeah, and then Esmir jumped on top of one too. Yeah, I remember too. I enjoyed as a player, like telling like Sir Ken and Sir Jeff like what to do, you know. Yeah, interacting with them, yeah. Yeah, and then using them as like, a, you know, like role-playing and using them to like go and do things, you know, go block those guys over there, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's really cool. It's like moving um, your chess pieces around. Yeah, that was fun. And Esmeralda's just standing on top of a wagon throwing grenades at everybody, mm -hmm. these tiny mouse meteors, mm -hmm. which is a spell she just learned as we just leveled up. Yes. Now, Esmir, the, the still dawn has just erupted into pandemonium. The caravan is under attack. What do you do? I'm going to jump effortlessly onto this wagon. Okay. Because I'm a little bit up high, right? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to say, Sir Ken Ken, cover me if I, the bad guys come to get me. I'm little. <laughs> I will do my best, Lady Esmia. Okay. I know you will, buddy. And then I'm going to take my action to activate my mouth's minute meteors. Shazam! Mouth's minute meteors? The first time. Yeah, bro. So as you guys prepare yourselves for an attack, you suddenly see Esmir leap up onto a wagon near the center of the caravan and watch as six tiny flaming meteors appear and begin to orbit around her. That's cool. Time to make some orc stew. (laughs) But I have to say that even though that battle was so brutal, it still was not as brutal as that battle that we had at the end of season one with the with a chitlin with a chitlin gang. That was just bad. Cletus and the boys. Well, that Cletus was like Cletus and Raspberry and Gooseberry. Right. And that was like a Quentin Tarantino fight. Yeah. Whereas the caravan fight was more of like you know like a like a more serious movie, you yeah. know, like... Like Lord of the Rings battle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had dramatic music, whereas the hillbilly battle had, you know, crazy, yeah. you know, hip-hop music <laughs> or whatever. It was just, you know... Yeah. Some raspberry. 70s surfer tune. <laughs> and, then, and then in the Quentin Tarantino fight, of course, we all died. Right. <laughs> right exactly. true, true to the exactly. style, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and yeah. somebody's head ended up on the end of a pike. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So there was yeah. some decapitation at the very end. Yeah. And then you finally arrived in Jokin and you had another visit with the Dryad Oifanyan. Yeah. And you got some more gifts, including a shroom nade. Yes. And then you uh, headed to the town of Succumber, where you had an evening at the Sticky Pickle. And there, uh, you met the mediocre bard named Damron. Damron. Uh, Jake, of course, took a liking to him. <laughs> yeah, he was a good guy. And I pissed off those those uh, adventurers at the next yeah. table by asking too many questions. Yeah, yeah. And and of course, true to his character, Elric was kind of, you know, was a, engaging in a flirtation with the large Amazonian warrior woman, the redhead lady. Yeah, the redheaded ranger. Yeah. Ranger. Yeah, you you struck up a conversation with them because you discovered that they had the same treasure map uh to the wizard's tower that you guys just won from Falarian. And uh they didn't take too kindly to you uh sticking your nose into their adventuring business. Hey, they were mean, they were rude to me, so I was being a dick. They deserved it. They deserved it. But before it escalated any further, uh, that bard uh, and the innkeep began arguing. Wouldn't pay his tap. Yeah. And the bard uh, began to sing a song that revealed the secrets of some of the patrons in the Sticky Pickle. And that ended up starting an all out tavern brawl. Yeah. Which was one of the funnest experiences. It was. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So Elric, a jar of pickles just smashed against your head. Pickle juice is running down your undergarments and it's just (laughs) gross. Things are getting out of hand now. And on the table next to you, you see a turkey leg Uh and a a pickle tray with a spread of 
pickled pickles arranged on it. <laughs> pickled pickles. Pickled pickles. <laughs> with an assortment of dipping sauces. Okay. A crudite, if you will. <laughs> A nice pickle flight. Okay. I'm going to grab up that tray of pickles. And I'm going to fling it like a frisbee at someone. Yeah. Okay. Get him in the head with it, hopefully. Roll <laughs> athletics. Okay. So here we go. 10 plus Ooh, 6, nice. 16. All right. So you fling this pickle tray, and it ends up flying right at that red-haired ranger gal from the adventuring group. Mm-hmm. And at the last second, she nimbly leans out of its path, and it slams oh. into the wall behind her. Ooh. Oh, man. I kind of raised my eyebrow at her and go, wink a little. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe after this weekend, you know, get some coffee. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, lots of fun moments during that battle. Uh, Cullen jousting with a chair. Uh, Esmir levitated over the brawl and then got hit with a bucket of worms. Yeah, she still got hit with fun. beer, yeah. pickle juice. Yeah, it was so bizarre. That whole fight and, was and great. earthworms. And then Jake grabbed the barrel. Yeah, and he was f- falling. Didn't he fall back? He was falling. I was backwards. falling backwards. The best part was when he used Billy the Bass as a weapon. <laughs> yes. We went from snips of sheepskin to people trying to jam turkey legs down people's right. throats. Talk about weird. <laughs> that turkey leg business was the best. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was just as that weird. Was an epic battle. All right. Back to you guys. Uh, so, Colin, you got a turkey leg in your mouth, <laughs> and you got this big burly dude trying to shove it down your throat. What are you gonna do? That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I grab his arm, pull it, pull the turkey leg away, and I try to turn it the way you do when you're fighting with a knife, and then go get it. Get it in his mouth. <laughs> Suddenly, a turkey leg is like a deadly weapon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now it's right in front of his face, and he's freaking out. It's like West Side Story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's a strength contest. Roll athletics. 24. Oh, yeah. And he rolled a 17. He can't hold you back. And you shoved that turkey leg down his throat. Uh, Yes! And the next day, you guys set out for Firehammer Hold, and then you got caught up in a terrible storm. And you lost your bearings, and then, uh, by accident, you found an old mansion. Well, it wasn't an accident. We were trying to get out of the weather. Yeah, you were looking for shelter. Yeah. We were lured. Lured. Yeah, which the DM just repeatedly said, you don't want to sleep in the the stalls. The stables. You're freezing. (laughs) You might die of the... You want to go into the house. You (laughs) want to go. And then when we try to go into the house, the house didn't want us to come in. (laughs) Door won't open. So, DM, we're doing what you're asking us to do. We're trying to get in the house, but we can't get it. Now that we can't have it, we want it. Well, I was trying to establish that it was, you know, more than just a mansion. Yes, and you did that very well. And I was about ready to say, screw this, let's go sleep in the stall. 
<laughs> that place was creepy. I mean, it was like seriously creepy. Yeah. And once you guys got inside, uh, you quickly realized uh, that you were in a, you know, a quintessential haunted house, right? Yeah. Uh, complete with, you know, secret passages and monsters and ghosts. And you also uh, quickly realized uh, that this mansion uh, had a story that was connected to Albion. Yes. yes. Uh, you discovered that this mansion belonged to a General Mantharthas a long, long time ago, and that he had hired a new advisor named Gertrude, and that she was from Elric's home of Albion. He had a daughter like Sally, right? Sally, yeah. Was she yes. the one that had the he doll? Did. And he had yeah. a wife. He had a it wife too. Right. And yeah. he, he obviously, we find out later in other flashback scenes that uh, Gertrude uh, uh, seduces Mantharsas and Mantharsas. Gets, gets rid of the wife and then uh, gives the cursed doll to Sally yeah. to kill her. Yeah, and you found a journal written yeah. by someone who discovered that she was in fact a night hag and that she was, you know, corrupting the general. And wasn't that room like ruined with fire, like something bad had gone down there no, or something? That was the next room. That was the next room. Yeah, it was a room that was ravaged by fire, you know, it was burnt to a crisp, except for an unburnt uh, cloak mm. that ended up being yeah. a cloaker. The midnight, the midnight toker. <laughs> and Cullen was like, "Hey, look at that fireproof cloak!" And he, then he grabbed it. I, yeah, I saw it. I was like, "Oh, it's fireproof." <laughs> I, I didn't think to roll perception to see if it maybe it wasn't actually a cloak. But then you notice, uh, draped on a half-melted metal coat stand, an unburnt leather cloak. You want that cloak? I grab that. Clearly, it's fireproof. Yes, clearly. You just, you just grab it without just checking and it. And as you grab it... <laughs> it turns into a viper. Bite your face. As you grab it, it moves. Ooh. Hey, Joe, why do you just grab stuff? And suddenly emerging from under the cloak is a hideous head with glowing red eyes and rows of razor-sharp teeth in its gaping maw. And then, I thought you were joking! <laughs> Me too. And then, suddenly, the cloak unfurls, revealing a large creature that can only be described as a mutated stingray. It has wings like a stingray, and a long, pendulous tail whips behind it. Like a stingray. And it looks like this. Oh, no. Oh, boy. That's not a cloak, boy! <laughs> Even a big hug! What is that creature? It's a cloaker. It's a cloaker. What's a cloaker? It pretends cloaker. to be a cloak and then attacks you. Well, that sucks. All right, cool. Or not cool. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of that fight was uh, how the cloaker kept uh, clamping its jaws onto Cullen's head. Yes. Yeah. Once again, not great for me. Yeah. But. And Esmir using Tasha's hideous laughter to make a, a laugh <laughs> so it would let go of him. <laughs> that was really cool. And we tried to figure out what that would sound like, and it wasn't pleasant, and we gave up. <laughs> and in the next encounter, you guys were again uh, lured by a, uh, another possible treasure, and you were ambushed by a zombie beholder. Right, right. 
So, Esmir, I whisper to you uh, what jumps to mind as you see this otherworldly creature emerge from the pool. Okay. And Cullen, you just dodged his frightening jaws, and you both tied for initiative. So, uh, you can go first. What are you going to do? Oh, right on. Okay, well, this thing can disintegrate you with its eyes. So <laughs> That's not good. You know, just FYI. <laughs> well, I got two choices. Disengage or attack. Is there something about disintegrate that you didn't understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will heed your advice and disengage. Okay. All right, Esmeralda. Here I come. Okay. I run 30 feet back into the ballroom. All right. Cullen runs back inside, and as he does, the beholder tracks him with one of its eye stalks. Oh, no. And you all watch as a beam of purple and black energy shoots out of the eye stalk and nail Cullen right in the back as he runs into the ballroom. Cullen, roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, that sucks, balls. (laughs) (laughs) Four. Cullen, you're running back inside, heeding Esmir's advice, when suddenly you feel this beam of energy hit you in the back, mm. and you take 8d8 necrotic damage. Oh. 8d8s? Oh my god, that just killed me. Oh my god. Wow. It killed you. Oh my god. One hit wonder, man. Bastard. Holy crap. Esmir, you just watched Cullen run back into the ballroom and then get hit. His body flies forward, hits the ground, slides across the uh, dance floor, necrotic energy wisping off his motionless body like smoke. He's not moving. What are you going to do? But wasn't that one creature that actually survived? Like, that was one we ran away from. We did from. not go back for the zombie. We never went back. That was too much. That was a fight we couldn't win. Yeah. Because one beam from its eye stock could take you down yeah. permanently. Yeah, you guys made a fighting retreat out of there uh, after Elric was hit with a fear beam. Yeah. And he ran out of there screaming, Clementine! (laughs) (laughs) And we got the hell out of there. The hell out of Dodge. Yeah, and then you you guys found yourselves in the basement. Which is the last place you want to go to when you're in a spooky house. (laughs) And there you discovered a Frankenstein laboratory complete with an unfinished flesh golem. (laughs) Buckets of brains. Oh, yeah. Yep, you found three buckets, uh, one filled with brains, one filled with feet, and another with hands. And then uh, the iron door closed and trapped you guys in the lab, and poisonous gas began seeping into the room. Yes. That's right. And you quickly realized that this was like an escape room, right? And that you uh, needed a combination to open the door back up. And that the flesh golem was the only one who knew the combination. So you had to find the, uh, the correct body parts to finish the golem and then bring him back to life and so he could open the door. Yeah, Jake had the, the shin and he, he figured it out really Jake fast. Jake had the math skills. Yeah, he had the math skills. Yeah, it was a numbers puzzle. And you guys figured it out pretty quickly. And you escaped, uh, you know, you escaped the lab before the poisonous gas filled up the room. Yeah, and that encounter was another indication of how the DM just wants to kill us. Yes. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? It was an escape room. You guys did great. You guys did great. I knew you guys would do great. So, but they opened the gate 
to the upstairs. So now we are finally yes. able to explore the rest of the place. Right. And up there, you found uh, a green necrotic energy flowing through the halls. And you came upon a little girl's room. And that's when you discovered uh, that the Kurgan, Esmir's doll, was also connected to this mansion. Yeah, this is when things went from worse to worser. Yes. Er. From bad to more bad. <laughs> and then you hear a voice. Oh. It's a familiar voice. And it says, Esmir, why are you upset? You should be happy like me. It's so good to be back home. And it's all thanks to you. Oh my God. Is it your Kurgan? Oh my gosh. And then I... Uh, is it coming from my backpack? No, it's coming from somewhere in this room. Where are you, Dolly? Are you my Kurgan? You know, I never really liked that name. Oh, it is. And you know what else I didn't like? Sitting alone in the dark woods being an alarm for you guys. Oh, Kurgan. But I also kept you safe, too. Uh, guys, my Kurgan's talking to me. Do you hear it? Yes, and I'm running. It's freaking me out. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that thing. I know. I'm, I'm out of here. Oh, don't leave, Jake. Come into my room. <laughs> I want to have a tea party with my friends. Nope. And then, <laughs> Esmir, you see the Kurgan come out from under the bed. She is now fully animated as her eyes look right at you, and a smile forms on her little doll face. You also notice that her once chubby little doll fingers are now razor-sharp claws. What? And then she yells, <laughs> Quick as lightning, she lunges for you and slices your legs with her little claws, doing seven points of slashing damage. Oh, man. Roll initiative. All right. Oh, my. Now we got to fight a doll, guys. 18. Bullshit. This is not good. Ah, it's another Monday. That's when I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I think Esmir tried to quit. Well, Esmeralda's character was saying that at the time. Yeah. She's like, I'm done with this. I'm We're out, out of here. here. You guys I'm had to quit. convince her to stay. Yeah. But more doors. But there's more doors. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't take much. That freaking Kurgan was the creepiest thing. This entire campaign, I think that I have not been afraid of any bad guy <laughs> More than that freaking doll. Yeah, she was pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, but you guys, you know, eventually whittled her down. I almost had her. I was about to take her out and she disappeared under the bed. Yeah. And then to the walls. Yep. And then uh, you uh, you continued exploring and you found a ghostly woman uh, committing suicide in a bathtub. And she didn't take too kindly to, uh, to Esmir poking her with a stick. <laughs> She thought she was a ghost. How else are you going to find out? Yes. Well, and she tried know. to possess Esmir at first, um, which I was really hoping for that outcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See? Mm -hmm. God, that's proof he wants his all dead. <laughs> See? He's not a nice guy. Exactly. Despite I, I was really hoping that I could possess Esmir and just start chucking mouths at you guys, but... See? She made her See? save. She made hey her guys, save. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Rural Radio. <laughs> He's not that nice. You guys don't know. A possessed Esmir would have been fun. <laughs> Deadly, but it would have been fun. Sure. 
Thank you for making your save. Yes, we all appreciate it. You guys beat her pretty quickly, uh, but not before she scared 40 years off of Esmir's life. That was brutal. She didn't make that save. That was rough. That was not cool. And then you all see her beautiful form suddenly uh, warp into a horrifying visage as her face transforms into a terrifying skull. Everyone, roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. Oh great. Oh please. I always suck at these. 16 for me. Oh boy. God damn it. What is with the rolls? I got six. Oh, 19. Thank God. Oh yeah. 27. Natural 20. I look at her and laugh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Esmir, uh, seeing this really scares the crap out of you, (laughs) and you are now frightened for one minute. Good. This is what I wanted the whole time is to get the hell out of here. (laughs) Stupid place. Now you rolled a six, right? Yeah, three plus three. Yeah. Okay. Esmir, you are so frightened that you lose your bowels. You lose your bowels. No, it's pants. worse. It's worse than that. <laughs> Roll a d4. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I got a four. What does that mean? Oh, man. Okay, so you were frightened so badly by this uh, ghost's horrifying visage that you have just instantly aged 40 years. Uh, what? What? Oh my God. So do I see this? Do I see her turn like pruny in front of my face? <laughs> well, she's a young gnome, not a human, right? So uh, 40 years doesn't turn her into like an old lady or anything. Gotcha, okay, okay. What's the lifespan of a gnome? It's like three to 500 years. Oh. Is this gonna be permanent? Cause I'm, that's kind of, freaking me out a little bit. Well, right now you're not sure. You'll have to try and maybe figure that out later. Okay. We're blowing this place up as soon as I get the, I get my bearings. I'm gonna blow everything in this place up. Your lifespan is 500 years. This is nothing. It's something, buddy. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> then after fighting uh, some possessed kitchen cabinets, uh, you were attacked by ghouls. Yeah. Ghouls rush in. Ghouls rush in, yeah. And that was that was a pretty tough fight because uh, Elric got paralyzed right off the bat. Uh, so Cullen grabbed him and started dragging him down the hall. And then Esmir got paralyzed and Jake started dragging her down the hall. So it was like this uh, crazy fighting retreat down the hall. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, it was a pretty tough fight, especially when the gas showed up. Yeah. Uh, but you guys... Took them all down, and I remember Cullen was very excited because he finished off his first boss. Yeah, I took out the ghast. It was yeah. Jumping Jack Flash. Jumping Jack. A ghast, ghast, ghast. It's a ghast, ghast, ghast. Hit. Please, maximum damage. Nine points of damage. Oh, Exceeds it. Oh, it's day. My first boss! <laughs> nice. All right. How's it go down, Cullen? Okay, as soon as I feel those magic missiles whistle past me and <laughs> thump into the enemy behind me and his body falls to the ground, I shrug my shoulders, 
and I say, oh, thank God that's not my problem anymore. <laughs> then I take a swing with the axe, and I chop deep. And then I take another swing with the axe, and I come up and like a big undercut, and I, I cut him deep again. And then I take the sword, and I jam it into his neck, down through his body. But <laughs> I pull it out bones and sinew and guts of whatever kind it has. <laughs> flying through the air form crumbles into the ground. <laughs> now it totally stinks in here. <laughs> and then you guys decided to uh, to take a long rest, uh, but that didn't work out so well uh, because the doll was in the walls uh, singing a creepy lullaby. Oh my God. Uh, keeping you guys up all night. So yeah. you guys didn't get a, uh, the benefits of a full rest. Yeah. Wasn't that fun, DM? Yeah. That was, that was great. great. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Good times. Jeez. <laughs> no, it was Jeez. fun. But, you know, you start right. to feel like maybe someone's trying to kill you. <laughs> we thought we were playing Dungeons and Flowers. <laughs> yes. Dungeons and Good Guys. There you go. And then you went into another section of the mansion and saw a, uh, a ghostly vision of Gertrude uh, giving a doll. Right, the Kurgan uh, to a little girl. Mm-hmm. And then she showed up again. Yep. Uh, and then the vision faded, uh, but the doll remained and she was holding a bloody knife. Yeah. Yeah. And she started sweet talking Esmeralda and I kept telling her not to trust her, but she did anyway. Oh, Kurgan, I'm so sorry. That Gertrude Lay is a bad guy. You're not a bad guy. You're just a doll. You're a nice dolly. And she drops the knife and holds out her little arms. Please make it stop, Esmir. Take me away from here so we can be together again. I want to be back to the way it was, your titties and everything. Okay, Kurt. I don't trust her. Don't Kurgan? do it, Esmeralda. Kurgan, look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Are you just joshing? Or are you for real? No. I'm for real. Help me, Esmir. And she begins walking towards you with open arms. Take me away from here. Oh, oh it's a trap. You're toying with my good nature. <laughs> oh. It's not a trap. She's for real. Okay, I'm going to grab her. You guys, if she kills me, then you guys got to take care of things here, guys. Okay? We will avenge you. Okay, come on, Kurgan. Come on. Give me a hug. She smiles and leaps into your arms and then slashes your throat with her claws. <laughs> I, I told you it was a trap! No one ever listens to poor Cullen. <laughs> Esmir, you take seven points of slashing damage, and the rest of you watch as a horrifying amount of blood just begins gushing out of Esmir's throat. Roll initiative. That was one of my favorite moments, though, where she's like, the doll was saying, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. She made me do yeah. it. It was yeah. just like, you know she's lying. Yeah. <laughs> she was made to do that. Such an innocent little doll holding a knife. <laughs> that was awesome. That's so well, that awesome. That's it. That's the last time Esmir gave in to her good nature. That was brutal. Now she's just just 
shoot first, talk <laughs> later. <laughs> and through most of the fight, uh, blood was just gushing out of Esmir's throat. And all the while, uh, Jake's wrapping stuff around Esmir's neck to try and stop the bleeding. First aid, <laughs> healing wounds. First aid, yeah. Pretty much everything in my in my healing kit that I can pull out was on Esmir's neck. <laughs> yep, and uh, then Cullen uh, tossed the doll across the room, and then Elric uh, hit it with a uh, a chromatic fire orb and did like 70-something damage. Oh, yeah. And yes. that's when you guys realized it was vulnerable to fire. Yep, yep. Yes. Burn. And after that, you knocked her down pretty quickly. Uh, but once again, uh, she fled and disappeared into the walls. Mm. Yeah. And then you guys finally met Gertrude, the night hag, uh, wearing a raven-feathered stole. And she seemed to know or sense that Elric was from Albion, right? Yeah. And she was delighted to have more uh, fresh adventures to feed on. Uh, so she called forth ghouls from the piles of corpses. And you guys had a pretty intense battle with her because yeah. uh, she kept disappearing and reappearing. Yeah. And the ghouls kept paralyzing you guys. And the night hag uh, kept healing herself uh, with this green gem in the ceiling that yeah. was, you know, like the source of all that necrotic energy in the mansion. Right. And we've decided that what the uh, our main goal was to knock that gem out of the chest. Right. Of the guy. Right. right? Yeah. Get that the ended gem. Up being, yeah, get the gem. That ended up not working though. Yeah. Right. But thanks right. to uh thanks to Jake using his turn undead and then his spirit guardians, uh, you guys eventually killed all the ghouls. It was badass. Yeah. And then uh, you know, after chugging all your healing potions, uh, you guys took down the night hag. Mm -hmm. And there was this uh scene where Cullen kept smashing her head just to make sure she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> she's dead she's dead uh, just to make sure <laughs> and then uh after you guys looted uh gertrude's stuff the mansion began to collapse yeah and you guys had your indiana jones moment uh which actually i think did more damage than uh gertrude did yes trying to run was the biggest mistake yeah, yeah you guys barely made it out alive and then, uh what was it i did my Esmeralda rope trick, realized though. she had a magic room the rope trick yeah. spell and we hid out in the in the magic room yeah and elric went down right before he could get up the rope i carried him back yeah. a chunk of ceiling took him out yes so i'm gonna dash 30 feet to the rope and then 15 feet up the rope and i'm gonna try to get into the interdimensional space okay do it bro okay do roll it. a couple dexterity saving throws and uh, two dexterity saves. So here we go. Oh, oh two. You are clinging on to life. I know. Stuff is hitting me all over the place. You could die from some of this. I could people. die. What the fudge? You failed again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You take ten total damage. That's too That's much. four more points than I have. <laughs> oh, looks like Gertrude might get the last laugh here. What the hell? <laughs> We survived Gertrude and ghouls, but uh, wave after wave falling after masonry ghouls. is going to kill us. <laughs> I got killed by drywall, guys. Blaster. A board with a dirty nail. <laughs> and 
that was the end of Gertrude and the haunted mansion. I hated that place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still well, do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a haunted house. So, And it took us a while. I mean, it took mo- many, what was that? Like how many seven, episodes? Seven, seven episodes. episodes. That was a right? long arc. It was a pretty big arc. Yeah, it was, it was the big setup to delve into Elric's backstory. Yes. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened there that would be foreshadowing. Right. Will be, yeah, will be uh, playing extremely important roles. Yep. And uh, then you guys uh, continued north and found the town of Ulibin to be abandoned, except for an owlbear that tried to eat Esmir. Yeah. And I found a little box with super absorbent magical powder. Yep, the dust of dryness. Yeah. And then uh, further on, you had a nice conversation with an Etten. <laughs> Waiting for his girlfriend to come back. Pro- yeah. Proving that you can get through a fight without a fight. Yep. Yep. You uh, bribed them with treasure to let you pass. We convinced them that it would be a nice gift for the female Etten. Yes. And so you uh, quickly continued on uh, because at that point you guys were hoping to find uh, like a cleric or a potion in Firehammer Hold uh, that could help Esmir get her 40 years back because uh, you guys realized it could be reversed, but time was running out. Yeah. So you booked it to Firehammer Hold, and when you uh, got there, uh, you waited at the hostel, you know, for an audience uh, with the dwarves. But instead, you were ambushed by Durgar, gray dwarves from the Underdark. And you were uh, quickly overwhelmed, and you made a fighting retreat out of the hostel. You jumped on your horses, and you guys uh, escaped back down the mountainside. And we eventually actually went around and followed those trails and found the the mass grave, the mass grave of the bodies. Yeah, it stunk. Well, this point, Esmeralda was out of time, so there was no saving her forty years. Yeah, yeah. I just remember that it stunk really bad. Yeah, Cullen shoved pieces of cheese up his nose. (laughs) Put two chunks of hard cheese in my nose. Yeah, block the stitch. And um, at the mass grave, uh, you discovered that the victims uh, were worked to death and that many were uh, fed to spiders and that the victims were most likely the captured uh, villagers of Jolkin. Yeah. And then you um, you camped in the woods and the next day you snuck back into the uh, hold through a secret door in the hostel. And that's when you guys came up with that idea to have AC fly into the first room, uh, holding the drift globe, and then blinding the Durgar with daylight. Daylight is for the rest of us. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And you guys, you know, then you charged in and you threw everything you had at him and you you quickly wasted him. A lot of Durgar got like totally overkilled. Obliterated. A lot of overkill from that fire hammer hold. Yeah. 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 Which is fine. And then uh, you guys found a grand dwarven dining hall that was rigged with fire traps. Yeah. And Jake was set on fire, and we had that funny scene where Esmir was trying to put him out by squirting uh, squirting him with her water skin. <laughs> and uh, Jake and Elric then ran into the throne room where they were quickly ambushed by invisible Durgar. And there was uh, some serious cleric versus cleric action. Uh, yeah. But Jake ended up going down. Uh, but then Esmir rushed in and brought him back with some epic CPR. 
Okay, I take back what I said before. See? <laughs> I was ripping open the things with my teeth. Yeah. 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 Doing we were in the middle of trying to figure out the secret trappy trap door thing, too. Right. Yeah. When you, you went wandering the- off with your tutelage. <laughs> yeah. And after that, uh, you guys tried to find a secret door, uh, but no one found any. Mm. But Esmir was sure that there was a secret door there. Yeah, but you guys all rolled really low on your perception checks. Yep. So then you went back around and you found an armory where you fought a, a cave lizard named Jesus. <laughs> That's it was right. a quick oh, fight. Jesus. It was over fast. I dispatched uh, him with great alacrity. Yes. Alacrity. <laughs> shellacrity. Mm, he got a good shellacking. And then you found a shrine to Halia Brightaxe where uh, Cullen uh, sensed an anger emanating from her statue. Uh, but before you guys uh, could investigate that any further, crossbow bolts started flying out from some arrow slits. Yeah. Uh, so you guys scattered. Uh, Esmir ran towards the slits while the rest of you uh, ran down a stairwell to another hallway. And that's when Elric triggered a trap. That cage, right? Yeah, he was stuck in a cage, and then more bolts started flying at him from another set of arrow slits at the end of that hall. Even though we were pre-warned that there was a trap here, because we found a note in the the throne room, someone had left a message saying, you know, something about a trap in the northwest corner. And that was another puzzle we had to figure out, how to get past the cage, right? And we all had the bottom of the stairwell... And the solution is, uh, (laughs) as usual, brute force. All right, Colin. Elric seems to have triggered the trap that was uh, mentioned in the Durgar uh, floor plans that you found. And um, you also recall that there was a switch to operate this trap somewhere in a nearby room. But right now, Elric is trapped in this cage as bolts fly at him from arrow slits at the end of the hall. What are you going to do? In a nearby room. Jeez. All right. Well, I'm going to try and lift this thing. Okay. Um, So that's a strength check, I assume. Yep. And as you run out into the hall and grab a hold of the iron bars, bolts begin to fly out at you. First one misses with a 13. Second one hits with a natural 20. Damn. Doing eight points of damage. All right, so you've grabbed the gate as bolts fly all around you. One of them is now stuck in your chest. Go ahead and roll an athletics check to try and lift this big iron gate. And it should technically give you an extra D4 from the um, guidance. Yep, so what's your guidance? How are you guiding him? Lift, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lift with your legs. Exactly. <laughs> right. Don't use your back. Don't use your bicep. Use your legs, boy. Oh, sweet. 26. Oh, wow. 26. Nice. All right. You start lifting this gate back up into the ceiling. Uh, dust and chunks of stone rain down on you from above, and you can... You you can feel the gears and mechanisms up there resisting you. But then you feel something give, and you raise the gate up over your head, holding it open for Elric to escape. Yay! 
So realizing you guys were kind of trapped in this area, you headed back up the stairs, and that's when you guys came up with the idea to uh, to block the arrow slits using uh, these long wooden benches. Yeah, which was smart. It was moving day. Moving day in Halia's shrine. Yeah, and that's when we learned that Jake was proficient in barrel rolling. Yes, <laughs> and it was funny because as soon as he came out with the uh, came out rolling on the barrel, uh, the rest of you guys ran back to the dining hall because uh, Esmir was sure uh, the way around was in there somewhere. Yeah, so here it was. I was like a circus clown in there, yeah. trying out well, my new just- idea. Well, Elric and I had just gotten the benches in the in front of the outlet, so we yeah. were like, "Let's leave now while we yeah. can." Yeah, we didn't need it. We didn't need barrel rolling at that point. No, no. Oh, sure, we did. We totally sure. did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was something to do. And then back in the dining hall, Esmir gave Jake one of her portent rolls, and he ended up finding that uh, secret door that you missed the first time, mm. and that led you into the heart of the hold, right, where you guys encountered a lot of Durgar. Yeah, it was. Uh, Cullen and Elric, of course, charged in, uh, but you guys were quickly surrounded because uh, they were, you know, coming out from all sides. And there was a middle staircase there coming up. They're flanking us. Yeah. So we, we did the smart thing once again and got the fuck out of there. Yep. And as you were retreating back down the hallway, down that secret passage, uh, that's when Elric was taken down. All right, so as you guys are retreating down the passage, three Durgar uh, take position at the entrance to the passage, right? One on either side of the entrance and one uh, in the center there. And they aim their crossbows down the hall at Elric's back and fire. First one rolls a 10 and misses. Second one rolls a 15 and misses. And the third one, number nine here, rolls in 18 and hits, doing only two points of damage. But as the bolt slams into Elric's back, there is a sudden explosion of energy. A shockwave of force blows through the thin hall. Uh Esmir and Jake, uh, you guys are in the dining hall on either side of the secret door when this this shockwave blows into the dining hall like a powerful wind that uh, sends dust flying out of the passage. Mm. But Cullen, you're right in front of Elric when this happens, and you are uh, pushed forward by this uh, explosion of force. So roll me a strength saving throw to see if you are knocked prone. Alrighty. (sighs) 14, was that enough to keep stable? That's enough, yes. Nice. Go Agma, give me a four. <laughs> it was close. So this um, shockwave pushes you, but you know, you're able to keep your balance. And you turn around, and uh, Esmir and Jake, you you guys look back into the passage to see what the hell just happened. And you what the s- hell just happened? <laughs> I don't know. What's Sar- going on back there? Sauron just exploded behind me. And then there was that pretty cool scene where uh, Esmir and Jake covered Cullen as he ran back into the hall and grabbed Elric and carried him out of there. And you guys made a fighting retreat out of there. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah. but, and the, but the Duergar didn't pursue you guys. If you remember, they closed the secret door behind you. Yeah, because they were probably more chewed up than we realized. But they were, at the time, yeah. we had no idea 
how many more there were only like there. four or five of them left by the time you guys retreated uh but you guys were in pretty bad shape yeah because we killed them later <laughs> yeah and once you guys were out jake, uh, jake did some healing uh but elric was still unconscious right he wasn't uh waking back up uh so you guys decided to head back to Halia's shrine and once there, uh, Esmir offered her that Laduguer flag uh, that she took from the throne room, and you vowed to rid the hold of the Durgar. And um, Halia's spirit or presence uh, seemed to be pleased by this, and she blessed you guys. And that's when Elric woke up. But it was Elric with amnesia, and you guys did some investigating, and you surmise that it had something to do uh, with the skin sack that Elric took from Gertrude because it was pierced with a crossbow bolt. And you guys did some history checks, and that's when you learned that night hags uh, use skin sacks uh, like that to transport souls to hell. To hell, yeah. <clears throat> Not a good thing to discover right? when you're right. looking at a pierced skin sack. <laughs> Skin sacks in general, just skin sacks in general. You know, it's it's just it's history. It's in the books. Pleasant. You know, you learned it in school. <laughs> skin sacks 101. Yeah, skin sack 101. <laughs> Mom would always say, if you see a skin sack, don't get involved. Yes. <laughs> and then you guys decided to take that trapped hall again. And that's when Esmir enlarged Colin. Colin. Yeah. Yes. Made him a big target. <laughs> well. Exactly. It, you know, it worked uh, because... There's pros and cons. <laughs> I was probably strong enough to lift those gates anyway, but it I think it gave me an advantage when... It did. It gave you advantage on your strength checks. Uh, to I was able to disable the mechanism and jam them up in the, in right. the ceiling so right. they wouldn't come back down. So I disabled that trap. Yeah, and then as you made it down the hall, uh, Esmir used you as a shield. Yes, that was her secondary purpose. <laughs> it all worked out just fine. We all, it all worked out great. Yep, it worked out. And you guys made it to the end of the hall and then down a, a long set of stairs that took you uh, deep down uh, into the mountain and into the dungeon of Firehammer Hold. And uh, there you discovered a workshop where they were building these uh, siege ladders for scaling walls. Yes. And then you found uh, the prison with several dozen cells filled with prisoners. And you learned uh, that there were invisible Duergar in there waiting to ambush you. But, but thanks to Esmir's glitter bomb... Yeah, she thwarted it. <laughs> she thwarted the ambush. You're, you're no gray dwarf. Are you here to rescue us? Yes. I... We are. Then his voice uh, goes down to a whisper. Be careful. They're still in here. They've been waiting for you. Uh oh. <laughs> so Esmir's going to be like, shh. And she's going to turn side to side like she's telling the whole world to shush. And then she's going to open her backpack and she's going to whisper, glitter bomb. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's gonna. I never made a glitter bomb. What? Did you actually make it? Yes, I she made glitter did. bombs. She, they did. she be went in back my... to Jerry's and he sold Dude. her some glitter. Dude, do not even. Don't rain on my parade. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> Don't take the sparkle out of my glitter. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so glitter bomb. So what Esmir wants to do is she wants to throw the glitter bomb into the middle of the room and ex- and make it, you know, hit the ceiling and so that the glitter explodes and dissipates throughout the room. Okay. And that, my friends, is a fancy move. <laughs> so did you just do that? And am I looking up and seeing all this glitter falling out of the sky? <laughs> am I going to look at you and say, This is no time for fireworks. <laughs> what are you playing at? I want to see if there's invisible dudes in the room. <laughs> and the glitter will stick on them. Because you know, glitter, once it sticks, never comes yes. off. Never. Wise. Wise as me. It'll be the ultimate weapon. All stuck glitter. in their beards and stuff. <laughs> exactly. They'll never get it out. So then an epic battle started in there, and that's when Esmir used her uh, her mystery key, and it actually worked after three seasons. That was clutch right there because clutch. <laughs> because that was like one of the one of the few times we were in a room where Esmir was going to get surrounded and probably die. There was nowhere for me to go. Yeah. Because I didn't have Misty Step yet. Yeah. And so the only way that I could get into a spot where I could take cover is if I could open one of those doors. It yeah. would have been a totally different fight if I if I didn't open that door. Yeah. And that's when I bumped into Liam Burnside. Liam Burnside. Yep. yep. And you gave him a weapon and he joined the fight where you uh, guys were battling Duergar mounted on giant spiders, oh, steeders. Yeah. And at one point, uh, both Jake and Liam uh, were grappled in the spider's mandibles. Uh, but Cullen came in and he took both the spiders out before they got their faces chewed off. Uh, it was a pretty exciting battle. Yeah. It was a good fight. Then we were able to unlock the other cells. Yeah. And we... And we came across Mags. Mags, the Miller. Yeah. Yeah, and you learn that Mags and these uh, prisoners were citizens of Jolkin that that disappeared in season one, right? Yes. And that they were being used here as slaves to mine ore for the Durgar's weapons. And you also learned that uh, Jek was somewhere in the hold. Yes. But we still had to go and find him. Yeah, so you asked, that's the scene where you guys asked them to go back into their cells. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, just pretend. They're like, yeah, you're locked Aww. inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to free you, but not right now. Not right now, later. <laughs> later when we're, when we're done with this place. We'll be back. Yeah, so they went back into their cells, and you guys went to uh, like an abandoned and unfinished pit trap, and you guys took a long rest hidden underneath the floor. And down in that pit, you guys learned that Elric's memory had returned, but that he was no longer Elric Albion, he was now Ulric Albion, and that it was his uh, soul that was inside the skin sack, right? It was Ulrich's soul inside the skin sack. And when it ruptured, Ulrich's soul went into Elric's body and pushed Elric into the background, right? And like deep into his subconscious. Right. So Elric is still in there, uh, but Ulrich is now in control. And this Ulrich uh, claimed to be the king of Albion. Yeah. Hundreds of years ago. Yeah. When the... When the uh, realm was first being forged from the wild hillmen and other tribes, yeah. 
When Albion still had a king. Yeah. Right. And I think it was part of the puzzle to the um, Gertrude mystery. Yeah. And this Ulrich, uh, he saw his um, his sudden reincarnation as Elric's destiny, right? So he could return and rule Albion once again. Yeah. And he I'm was, shaking uh, my head and, and he was, my eyes. and he was a lush, and he was lazy, a lush, and he was, a <laughs> he dick. was a drunk. Yeah, you guys didn't like him very much. Well, he was a womanizer because he was talking about all his wives, and right? He yeah, was he was like a misogynistic prick, alpha male douche. He was, <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but you guys. Um, you guys decided you needed him to finish the dungeon. Yeah. Yes. Even though that he kept on taking off, right? I mean, it was like, you know, he didn't he didn't have the mindset uh, for D&D, right? Which is <laughs> stick with the well, team. He had the mindset <laughs> of the DM trying to make trouble, yeah. which is what he does. Right. And then uh, uh, after your rest, uh, you continued exploring the dungeon and you found a kitchen uh, stocked with uh, food, you know, tubers and roots and ale. <laughs> and deeper in, you were ambushed again by Durgar, which uh, caused some confusion as to which way to go. And there was a lot of running in and out of hallways and ended with the party being split into two groups. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Ulrich ran away. Yeah, Elric took off after Esmir told him to do something useful. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he got he, the sarcasm was too much for him. Yeah, so he was like, "Fine," and he uh, ran off chasing <laughs> Durgar, and then uh, Cullen followed after him, uh, leaving behind Esmir and Jake, yeah. uh, who were at a door uh, that led into a room full of bad guys. Mm. And when that door opened up. A bolt flew out and it killed Badge Badge. Yes, and a red mist filled Esmeralda's eyes as she saw Badge Badge go down. <laughs> yeah, that really pissed her off. And uh, so she went into that room on her own. She was pissed. Yeah, yeah but they killed Badge Badge, so things got yeah. real. <laughs> and also directly across from you, in the center of the room, you see a kneeling Durgar frantically reloading his crossbow. Mm-hmm. It's his unlucky day. Do you want to dance? It looks like his. Uh, it looks like his crossbow is jammed. It's jammed. <laughs> Your kind of face is gonna be jammed in a minute. <laughs> and he looks up and he sees you uh, step out of the smoke with your uh, fiery meteors orbiting around you. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit!" As he desperately fumbles with his crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> Little Sergio Leone whistling in the background. <laughs> Esmir's gonna light a firebolt up in her hands, and the, it's gonna light her from below. <laughs> She's gonna look up at him and say, You killed my badge, badge, fucker. Put it back to die. I'm gonna shoot my firebolt at him. Oh, oh my so god! Funny. Critical <laughs> hit. They're 31. Out of 31, buddy. That's going to sting. That's going to sting real bad. Thanks, Dogma. Okay, here comes the damage. And, oh. oh, no. 19. 19. Oh, that's got to smoke him hard. He's already got some damage. That didn't kill him. No, just heavy. Heavy. Okay, so hey, you know what? Did you check your treaty bag? I think there's some <laughs> M&Ms in there. 
There's some blue ones. Oh my god. Esmir watched Badgie die, so she's pissed. She said she's pissed, and she meant it. So I'm gonna shoot a mouse at this guy. Okay. Gadoosh. Oh, he succeeds. He oh, rolls out of the way. He succeeded. Still takes half. Yep. Skadoosh. Nice. 11 points. And that kills him. Oh <laughs> he tries to roll out of the way, but the blast slams him into the wall, and he doesn't get back up. Yeah. Nice. Anybody else here want to hurt a innocent little badger? Anybody? <laughs> Scumbags. Yeah, there was, there was almost a whole round where Esmeralda was in there on her own. Surrounded. surrounded. Yeah. Yeah. Having to, and she went under a table at one point, and then they smashed the table. Yeah, yeah. And it was like really yeah. nail biting because yeah. I thought she was done. Yeah, I thought she was gone for good. Yeah, she was in there uh, by herself for several rounds because the Durgar had managed to block the doors, right, preventing yes. you guys from getting in there to help her. Yes, and that's when the wizard boss Nalifarn showed up, uh, and yeah. he had a strange beard uh, that Cullen mm. called his wacky wiggly wonder beard. <laughs> Stupid beard. And that's also when Jake's armor started heating up. Oh my God, that was the burning nipples. Right. Well, Nalifarn started using all of his best tricks i was never i i at that point i remember being so pissed off you were pissed yeah i was really pissed off because it was like i couldn't take my armor off yeah it was going to take too long to take your armor off and there was no saving throw uh against the spell i've gotten mad in the game a couple of times but you were pissed yes (laughs) great i'm just gonna die yeah that's what he said i guess i'm just gonna die just gonna die Right. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, the rest of you were fighting the Duergar that were blocking the doors, and you were also fighting Nalifarn's poisonous beard. That's right. Yeah, Ulrich was taking a lot of damage from that, I think. Yeah. But but eventually you guys got through the through the doorways and you quickly took down the wizard. Esmir finished him off with one of her meteors, and then uh Jake's armor began to cool off. Cool off. And that's when he used the yeah. holy water to cool off his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> And then you uh, examined the wizard and uh, discovered that he was a Narzagon, which is a half-Durgar, half-devil, which explained his wacky beard, right? Uh, Which Esmir then uh, proceeded to cut off as another offering for Halia Bright Axe. Yeah. And then you guys found Jack the dwarf, right? Uh, Sir Istival's friend, who you were sent here to find, and he was, you know, beaten and tortured. Uh, so you guys healed him up, and you gave him some beer, and he uh, told you that the Red Wizards were behind all this, right? And that they were up to something in a place called Bloodgate Keep. Mm. And he also told you that uh, Nalifarn mentioned a master, right? That master, which you guys were all familiar with, and that he would often leave the room uh, to go talk to this master. And then you guys uh, helped Esmir defuse Nalifarn's spellbook. Yeah. And inside you discovered a drawing of uh, of infernal runes uh, that seemed to be like a, like a key code for a portal. Mm. And after that, uh, you guys went back upstairs and you cleared out the Durgar that you left right. up there. And then and- we uh, went on the, the coaster ride. 
How scary does it look down the tunnel? Uh, it's pretty dark down there. Jake wants a ride. <laughs> I do! Gravity is fun! Well, apparently I'm not getting my ride today, so I'm climbing out of this Okay, so thing. I'm going to hit the winch thing and let it go. Now, wait a minute! <laughs> no, then you'll have to crank it back up if you want to use it again. So he wants a ride, so I hit it. I got my one I got my one leg hanging out, and she hits the winch. Okay. And she hits the winch, Yep. and the chain becomes free, and the cart begins to roll down the track. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Couldn't just look at the wall to see if there was a secret the, door. The whole thing I said about not breaking up the team, I did, that doesn't include any sort of winch ride thing. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Bye-bye. I raise my arms up in the air like I'm on a roller coaster. Whee! <laughs> so the cart uh, begins to move, and uh, the drift globe begins to follow you, and you quickly see that the track begins to slope downwards. Uh-oh. And you begin to uh, quickly pick up speed. And I yell out, Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> We're totally being irresponsible. <laughs> and before you know it, you are flying down this tunnel. Oh boy. Uh oh. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> you, and your drift globe is flying along beside you, right? And you soon see that up ahead, the tunnel opens up into a large room. And in the center of this room, you see a, a brick wall. <laughs> a, brick wall. a sudden it's not stop. a brick wall. Uh, it looks like a wooden platform. <laughs> and you know that if you don't stop, you're going to slam right into it. Yeah! <laughs> and as you're flying towards it, uh, you suddenly notice that there's a lever outside the cart that's a handbrake. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a brake. Yeah, do, it doesn't work. So, <laughs> and as you realize uh, that that brake is busted, the tunnel suddenly opens up into this large room, and straight ahead you see the rail track end at this um, raised platform. Yeah. And the cart slams into this platform. And you are catapulted out of the cart, you fly through the air, and you crash down onto this platform. And you take 1d6 bludgeoning damage. Ouch! <laughs> I, like when, I like when you tried to use the, when the DM mentioned that there was a break. <laughs> yeah, that was, oh, yeah. Great. That was yeah. awesome. Oh, lucky for you, there, there's actually you see, a, there's brake a brake switch. I pull the brake. I it pull the brake. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> then why did you tell me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, that would uh, lead to the invention of the amusement park. Exactly. Yes. And uh and then you found a really smooth stone door that opened <laughs> when you put a gem in there. It was just so smooth. That was a smooth door. It was. That was awesome. a smooth door. Just touch it. Glass. And it opened to a shrine uh, for Dumathoin, the dwarven god of secrets under the mountain and the dwarven dead. And past that, you found an ossuary, and that's when you finally met the master that you've been hearing so much about since season Ooh, one. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't him physically, though. It was like an astral projection. Uh, but you saw that he was a pit fiend, a devil from the nine hells. 
And we realized the fan had hit the shit. <laughs> yes. And uh, he seemed to he seemed to know you guys, right? He's been watching you ever since you started messing with the Red Wizard's plans, uh, which he was a part of. Uh, but you also got the idea that he seemed to have his own uh, plans or his own agenda. And you also learned that his uh, that this fiend uh, was who Elric's soul was promised to by Gertrude. It seemed that Ulrich had made a deal with the devil. For power and glory, you know, the huge. Yep, though he had uh, he had no recollection of ever making this deal. Uh, but the fiend didn't care. He was happy for the opportunity to uh, finally put an end to your guys' meddling and also to claim Ulrich's soul with the bonus of Elric's soul. Right, Two souls for the price of one, he said. And then... A portal to hell opened up on the floor, and minions from hell began to pour out, and an epic battle began. And then, the infernal circle flashes again. And as it does, more burial niches explode. And the room is again filled with flying shrapnel of bones and marble. Everyone roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy, just when we thought we had a chance. An 11. Ugh. One. Crap, diddle hoppers. That wasn't me? No, that was me. And Elric rolled a four, and Jack rolled a 16. Mm. Everybody's getting bone sharded. Everybody's got shart in their pants. Bone shot for you. The bone shot for you. Boning in the bone shard. <laughs> oh no. So as the shrapnel flies through the room, you all get scraped for two points of damage, except for Jack, he only takes one point. So you guys are getting, you know, cuts and scrapes and you're shielding your faces from the flying debris. And when you look back out into the room, you see six more fleshy blobs emerge from the smoke. Not cool. Waves. Waves. And the room is suddenly filled with more of their inane gibbering. And then you all see in the center of the infernal circle something different emerge from the smoke. Oh boy. It's a muscular, red skinned figure covered in chains. Chains adorned with spikes and blades and hooks. And these chains seem alive as they wriggle around its body. And it raises its arm and points a finger at Elric. And then the image of the pit fiend hovering up there above you guys laughs. <laughs> Time to come home. Uh-oh. Oh, man. And then uh, once the chain devil arrived to collect Ulrich, uh, Cullen and Jake began to see people from their past, you know, uh, dead people from their past, emerge from the smoke. Uh, Cullen saw his grandparents, uh, who were very <laughs> upset that he left to go on this adventure in the first place. And they claimed that, you know, because of this, the family secret would be revealed. Yes. And they also yes. criticized him for going on an adventure with only one pair of skivvies. <laughs> <laughs> Joke that'll never die. <laughs> Season one, episode two. You opened up right. that door right away. I only had time to pack a single pair of skivvies. <laughs> and then uh, Jake saw uh, sailors from a shipwreck that he had survived. George. Yep. And they blamed him for their deaths. 
And this really rattled Jake, right? Uh, he failed his save yeah. and he was filled with fear and dread. Yeah. And the whole time this was going on, uh, Esmir was desperately trying to close the portal uh, using that uh, that drawing in Nalifarn's spellbook. Uh, but even with advantage, it was, uh, it was pretty tough. She needed a 25 arcana check to close it. Uh, so you guys were, you know, keeping the minions off her while she was trying to do that. And uh, by this time, uh, Ulrich uh, was wrapped in the devil's chains and had fallen unconscious, uh, you know, from all the damage. And then uh, Esmir finally rolled a 26 and the portal closed, sending the chain devil and Elric to hell. Well, not hell. A hell. A One hell. of the hells. One of the nine layers yes uh the first layer the first layer and after that big battle uh you guys took a long staircase deep deep down into the mountain and found an ancient temple to the dwarven god gorm whose face is on the bloke right along with the words friendship is more than a word weigh it carefully and then uh, you came upon a floor made up of decorated stone slabs, and on the other side was the entrance to the temple. And you guys figured out pretty quickly uh, that it was a puzzle, and you guys had to, you know, step on the correct slabs to get across safely. Well, the saying on the bloke was a key to figuring out the puzzle. You had to right. walk on the word friend, the letters, and... Yeah. Yeah, dwarvish friendship. that made up the word friend friendship. to get to the other yeah. side. What's the word for it? Friendship. No, there's an expression. Something about seizing... You only die once? The moment, oh, no. or... Carpe diem? Carpe diem? No, that's not it. There's it's a better thing. All right, so you step it on that first tile? I'm stepping on that first square. All right. He was just going to say something cool, though. No, I can't remember. But he can't Some, think of it. Something about... Carpet cleaner. <laughs> Carpet cleaner, yes. Carpe... Carpe fiche. Uh, no, it's like... Um, fools rush in? No. Um, a fortune favors the bold. Yeah. There you go. Get in there, boy! I say, fortune favors the bold. It's step on the <laughs> L-shaped, the one that begins with an L-shape. Okay, so you step on that tile, and as you put your weight on it, it sinks a little bit. And then you all hear a loud mechanical ka-chunk come from the door on the other side. Oh, you unlocked one of the locks. Or... I started the process of emoliation. <laughs> That's true. Emulsification. Emulation? You're going to get emulsified. But we are not going to look at that side of things. Well, I take another step forward onto the O, the one that begins with O. Kachunk. You have a kachink and a kachunk. Okay. I think you're kachunking the right way, guys. Hopefully the okay. next one is L, a kachunk. Lopsided O, double strike T. One more forward. Ka-chunk. Now to the other R. A kachunk. Another step forward. Kachunk. And now I shuffle to the right. <laughs> kachunk. And then I step forward. Kachunk. And then I step on the final R. Kachunk. I'm still not on fire, guys. <laughs> and so you step on that final tile and hear that mechanical ka-chunk come from the door. 
And then you begin to hear the workings of mechanisms deep within the stone. The ground beneath you begins to vibrate and then the stone doors shudder and Gorm's face begins to split in two as the massive doors begin to slowly swing open. Oh, wow. Good job, Cullen. So everybody, it's, it's four up, one over to the right, and then two forward. And Jack cheers, you did it, how wondrous. And he begins to uh, follow the same path to the other side. Esmir was standing at the top of the steps. <laughs> and so there's a shot, you know, you can look from behind her and she's silhouetted behind this cool thing that just happened. And she jumps up in there. And she's like, yes, Colin, you're a badass now. <laughs> right on. And I'm going to follow the same path. But I couldn't have done it without all of your great suggestions. Yeah. And I want to point out that whereas Colin is often made fun of for not being particularly bright. I was just going to say, you you figured out that. Yeah. Yes. We give you credit. (laughs) So I figured out a puzzle and killed a boss in season four. Three, I mean. Well, you did more than that, because once inside the temple, uh, you found a statue of Gorm that was missing his face. Uh, so Cullen put the bloke in there, right? Because the, the, his face was on the bloke. And it ended up recharging the bloke, which now gives you access to like a, a platoon of astral dwarves uh, that will come and aid you when you call upon them. And of course, you know, the big thing is, is that you guys finally figured out, uh, you know, you solved the mystery of the bloke, uh, which began in season one. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Season one, episode two, I think we learned about the bloke. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so then you guys headed back up to the hole to free the prisoners. And on your way there, uh, you guys stopped back at uh, Halia's shrine and Esmir offered up Nalifarn's beard. And you guys let her know that you had avenged her followers. I tied his beard with a piece strip of red wizard cloth uh, and yes. I cut it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like a ponytail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she was pretty pleased by this and uh, she blessed you guys. She liked your style. She liked the cut of your jib. Yeah. You're a, you're a woman after her own warrior heart. Exactly. Yes, but you still haven't um, you still haven't discovered yet uh, what that blessing is. And that is uh, where season three ended. Wow. Right on. Yeah, I can't, I, you know, like I, you know, it's cliche, but I can't wait to see what happens next. And, you know, sort of put a bow on, on this particular campaign, but... Uh, yeah, I definitely am interested to see what happens with these characters next. Me too. Hopefully, and, we know, live. See what ha- you know. What's yeah. what's going? Not if I can gonna, help it. We are going to be able to find Cebu and exact revenge. Will we ever find out whether? Um, I'm certain we'll find out whether or not um, uh, Colin is a werewolf, or if what his tragic or his terrible secret is. Mm-hmm. Those are two mysteries that also must be revealed at some point. And, Maybe um, the secrets that uh, Pappy packed extra skivvies in a secret co- compartment in your backpack. They've been there all along. And you've had them the whole freaking time. Could it, but I did say at one point in one episode, I believe by this point, I would have purchased more skivvies. 
You did say that, but you never do. You never did. Hey, you've had, you've you went buy. shopping, but you've never brought Next them. time we're exactly. glad I had to say it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Next that's time like we're when you're, That's you like say. when you're in a dark room and, and you don't have a a torch and you're like, yeah, you know, I probably bought one at the store. Right. Like, oh, no, come on. A torch didn't. is not skivvies. Well, you bought, you, you bought rations. You bought rations. You bought healing potions. You bought rations. You got to stop at the department <laughs> store. <laughs> no, I'm going to go to Jerry's and I'm going to get some skivvies with like skulls and crossbones on them or something or some nice, nice some patterns. merch. Thankful stiffs on it. Some thankful stiffs underwear. <laughs> <laughs>